Hello. Hi. We're the Asian Babes, and we're back with another episode. And we're going to talk about um, kind of like growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood (laughs) with (laughs) our Asian culture and just like the struggles with that and experiences. Mm -hmm. So to begin, recently, actually, I just showed Sam. But um, I just showed her a video from this YouTube channel called Korean English Man. And basically, um, they kind of introduced Korean foods to um, kind of European cultures. Yeah, European like European people. boys. So he recently shot a video in England um, at a boys school. And basically, he kind of showed them all about Korean street food, Korean convenience food. And these are young boys around like, you know, high school age, around mm-hmm. like 15 to 17, 18. And I just thought it was really nice to see how respectful and like open, to, like you know, open to try new things. Like they saw blood sausage, and some of them were like, um, "I don't know about that," but they didn't like make any weird faces or kind of like yeah disregard the food just because they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a huge contrast from what I saw personally, and in, I think what Sam saw in oh, elementary sure. middle school. Oh, yeah. We, when we went to school, it was like everyone was pulling out those PB and J's, you know, the the really dry. Yeah. (laughs) And I would come to school with like a thermos, and there would like, like my mom, like, might do like a Japanese dish, like udon, Mm -hmm. or she'd like make uh, in Filipino culture or in in the Philippines, it's called lumpia. And it's like these like small little like egg and pork rolls and stuff. Mm And, like, people, like, near me would just be, like, what what smells? Like, something smells weird. And yeah. I would just, like, immediately hide it and just, yeah. like, not eat. And I'd be, like, mm. Or I'd be, like, tempted to throw it away. Yeah, but, like, but you don't want to waste it. then I don't want to, like, waste it. And then, actually, in Korea, there's, like, a saying that you're going to eat all of the food that you threw away once you die. Oh. And when I was little, I was, like, I'm not about to eat all of this when I die. <laughs> I'm not about to be stuffing my mouth for eternity. Yeah. I, it was just always, like, disheartening because you just, like, see the other people with just, like, their basic-ass food. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, like, kind of embarrassing, which is, like, I don't want to be embarrassed of my culture. But then, like, you don't understand, like, that you're embarrassed for a while. Yeah. Until you, like, think about it. And then it stays with you. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, sad to see that, you know, like when I was little, my mom packed me kimbap, like, mm-hmm. you know, the little rolls mm-hmm. with like vegetables and stuff. And then, you know, people would always be like, oh, like, what is that? Like, that looks kind of weird because, you know, people just have like ham sandwiches mm-hmm. or, you know, like cheeses or, yeah, you know, chips. And then I think last year, like sophomore year, like before COVID hit, when we would all eat lunch together. People would be having like sushi rolls, like ten, like five dollar sushi rolls from like Nugget. Yeah. And people, and then they'd be using like chopsticks and like dipping it in the wasabi. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, "Oh my gosh, you have sushi! Like that's so cool! Like I want some." And I'm like, literally, not even five years ago, people were like, totally hating on. So. Like you hated it, and now you're a fan. Mm-hmm. This girl. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the same way not just like asian foods but like just asian 
culture nowadays. Yeah. People are like, oh, yeah, like, I want an Asian girlfriend or I want an Asian boyfriend. <sighs> I'm like, it's kind of, like, not that you shouldn't have, like, preferences. When yeah, like, types. Race, but, types is fine, but... but like, you want is like a specific type. Like, that's. I don't know. I feel kind of weird about that. <laughs> I think, especially with like, um, like media, mm-hmm. like, as K pop is like being big in the West, and then like anime and all that stuff, like, people are like, oh my God, this stuff is so cool. But then, like, Loki, like, the fetishizing is growing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's so hard. I feel like people just have this, like, mentality that, like, not just, you know, Asian girls, but even Asian boys, too, that it's, like, innocence and, mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't know much and we're, like, inexperienced. Yeah. And then... Like, shy. And it's, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, not to hate, but, like, all of that's kind of pedophilic. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. It's the same with, like, the women's standards where they're, like, you have to be clean-shaven and small and, mm-hmm. like, not be able to do anything on your own. It's, yeah. like, you're describing a yeah. kid. Like, high voices and, like, mm-hmm. like you know, you want them wearing, like, baggy big clothes. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Check yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad to see, but... Um, what yeah. other what other like experiences did you have growing up? Um, I think for me it was Korean school every Saturday. Mm. So like you know in elementary school you have like homework right and you have your homework packet and mm-hmm. you like turn in your homework in like a little binder. Yeah. And like that would just be it. But like <laughs> when my kids, well, not my kids, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. When my friends would be all going out to play, I would be stuck at the dining table like oh. memorizing vocab oh. for like my green school homework and then every week they'd like assign like a writing mm-hmm. so they give you a topic and you have to write about it in these like you know little boxes because like each box is for a character yeah and then i know that was something i really struggled with because i yeah. just didn't want to do it but then <laughs> i had to because i had to turn my work so yeah every saturday for like about seven years seven years oh my yeah. gosh yeah what about you i i think i have like kind of an opposite experience where like my when my lola which is like my grandma and my lolo um when they immigrated here because he was in he worked for the u.s navy so then they like got visas and stuff to come over here they they wanted their kids to like not be made fun of and stuff so then with that they like didn't teach them tagalog or like anything and they like they would still make, like, Filipino dishes and stuff, but, like, they didn't want them to have, like, an accent mm-hmm. because they thought that would, like, hurt their chances. Mm-hmm. So then that goes into, like, kind of our whole family, like, doesn't really know how to speak Tagalog. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, so I, like, it's like yeah. I missed out, you yeah. know, on, like, getting to learn about, like, <laughs> home culture. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, like, learn on my own now because, mm-hmm. like, my little is still, like, She'll tell me some words, mm-hmm. but she doesn't, like, teach me, teach me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Ah, uh, westernization. <laughs> I feel like that's a common thread with, like, Asian families. Or not just just Asian, but even any, you know, immigrant Asian person families, that comes yeah. to America. Is they either, like, are either too isolated, like, want to preserve 
what they have and kind of stay mm-hmm. away from intermingling or like in your case they like need to be accepted yeah and then full-on immersion basically yeah, yeah. and then that kind of poison so like they're usually like filipinos there's like always a filipino community mm-hmm. like anywhere you go mm-hmm. and then, like so you'll community. just like have a bunch of parties do all this stuff mm-hmm. but like because like growing up here and like with a white dad and everything i don't like i've never had like the filipino family friends that mm-hmm. like you always hang out yeah. with like you like go on vacations with and stuff mm-hmm. like one of my friends does but like it's like too late now for me to yeah. join it obviously <laughs> <laughs> and so like that stuff's just hard because it's like oh who do i turn to yeah. But then I just hang out with all of our POCs at school. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is fine. It's like, it's different. I mm-hmm. definitely think that, you know, being with your own, like, ethnicity and culture, just, it's like comforting, mm-hmm. like a second home. Mm-hmm. So, Even just, like, if we talk, like, wider variety, like, just Asian in general, mm-hmm. I feel, like, so much, like, com- more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you just feel like so like you know safe and like yeah. like in a random market like, oh yeah yeah you know like i go to nugget and it's like oh you know supermarket and then i go to like our like local like ranch market and i'm like oh my gosh there's like spices and all Yo. these foods to try yeah. like it's just different and like i will you know i think i am really grateful to like be a part of that kind of culture mm-hmm. so and so yeah like not to hate on other cultures not to but hate like, on other cultures but like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just think that's i feel like that's a common experience with like yeah. you know people like you go to the korean market and then there's like kimchi and like all the different like side dishes you can pick out mm-hmm. and then you go to like like target <laughs> and there's like what instant sandwiches and like yeah like pre-wrapped apples mm-hmm, like girl mm-hmm. what just mm-hmm. cut one yeah <laughs> i'm like okay let's go somewhere else <laughs> literally oh yeah no i was touring colleges this summer i went down to san diego um and like i went into their like student market mm. and i was just like so happy because mm-hmm. It kid you not, like ninety eight percent of it was it's just Asian stuff. I was That's like, so nice. you can see the culture here, yeah. and it's just so different from what I'm used to. Like going to a supermarket, I was like, oh, I'm probably gonna find like soda cans yeah, yeah, and yeah. like candy bars. Yeah. Like no, they had like Filipino stuff. Like they had adobo mix, mm-hmm. and then they had they had kimchi, and they had like a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh. What is this luxury? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, like, food, especially, like, you know, when I talk to, like, friends here mm-hmm. who are, you know, predominantly white because we live in that kind of a neighborhood. But when they're sick, what I learned is, like, they eat, like, pasta or, like, chicken noodle soup or, like, mm-hmm. bread and, like, you know, that kind of food. Yeah. But then when I'm sick, like, we have, like, porridge like rice only because my mom's like you can't have starch like that's bad for your digestion and then I just think it's kind of weird because when I'm sick I literally can't eat anything like American you know like I need that like comfort food yeah so I'm just like worried because like I know like in college like 
you know, you're going to be home alone and there's mm-hmm. no one to like cook for you and you have to like, you know, go out and do the errands by yourself. But then like, if I can't find the food that I want to eat, like I can be stuck sick for a while. I know. And I'll just call up your mom. She'd mm-hmm. be like, mom, please mm-hmm. yeah. come down. Because like, if you go to like, you know asian countries like you know like korea yeah. japan or like you know china or not just east asia but any other like south or southeast asian countries like mm-hmm. you go anywhere and there's food right there there's, that you can yeah. just pick up and mm-hmm. then it's just automatically like you know so satisfying and full of home yeah not here <laughs> no not here not here we got um fast food restaurants everywhere yeah that's, like, that's we got comforting. whole foods mm one one <laughs> not even in our town <laughs> oh yeah like for context our town is like 80 percent residents yeah like residential and then like maybe 20 percent like stores and stuff yeah so we had to go to the town over for practically everything like she was saying there's like this new korean restaurant that just opened up the first one in mm-hmm. miles <laughs> it literally miles you have to go at least like 20 or 30 <laughs> exactly to go to like one of the big cities but like even for boba like mm-hmm. the only places are like 10 miles mm-hmm. and so it's like mm, okay go on the freeway yeah. and i know it's like the best we're gonna get but it's just mm-hmm. so like like whitewashed yeah like like dude like i'm not like asking for much but i also (laughs) am (laughs) i feel like we're not asking for the only like the only asian places we have around here we have like an one indian restaurant or like two maybe Mm -hmm. we have like a thai place because white people are obsessed with thai food yeah like that it's actually not that bad the yeah the thai paradise okay yeah it's not too bad i would say is it like eh? yeah Okay. But I think because I think most of the staff and cooks are, you know, mm-hmm. you know, actually mm-hmm. from Thailand. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I think it's a worthwhile. Pretty visit. authentic. That's good. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there because I can't have Thai food. But mm-hmm. and then we have I think we have like three or four Japanese. Yeah. So uh, restaurants. Yeah. For sushi. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's not even like really Japanese owned. Like. Mm-hmm so <laughs> i guess we work with what we can get we do i have to drive i think like 40 minutes for like the local korean market oh do you go to kp uh not kp but it's called smile mm. market it's in rancho cordova Dang. so shout out because <laughs> it's so good and then we always get our stuff there it's like a small store but yeah Whenever like, we go, we end up spending like four hundred dollars, <laughs> literally, because you can't get it here. Yeah. So like, you got to make the trip worth it. Mm-hmm. I think to the Filipino restaurant that we go to, it's yeah, it's all the way like on the freeway. Mm-hmm. I think it's like twenty minutes away, mm-hmm. and it's like the only one yeah that we like know for a while. Otherwise, we have to go yeah like forty minutes out mm-hmm. to this place that's literally called Oriental Market. <laughs> And it's just like a bunch of has a negative connotation. Yeah. Not exactly. And I'm just like y'all, please. Yeah. But, but like, oh, that reminds me. Like, we used to live in the Bay Area, like mm-hmm. Dublin area. Oh yeah. And then, <laughs> I guess this was it's kind of opposite of what we've been, <laughs> we've been talking about. Sorry, <laughs> like malfunction in the back. But <laughs> no, like, we kind of moved away from like that San Ramon area because. 
it's just like packed with mm-hmm. Asian people, like yeah, yeah, Koreans, Chinese, Indians. And then my dad would actually was really worried about kind of that like toxic competitive high school culture. Mm, yeah. Because you have all these Asian parents and they yeah. all want their kids to go to good schools. So and then I can only imagine like how stressful like SATs were in over there, like in those kinds no, of they I talk because I have family that lives over mm-hmm. in the Dublin area. And I was like talking to some of my cousins and stuff and they're just like, Oh yeah, like I did the PSAT so many times. I was like I did the PSAT I, once. I did once in sophomore year. And Literally. Then, <laughs> and then I was like, okay. Waitlisted. Because <laughs> <laughs> there weren't enough spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't even, I don't even think I registered junior because I was just like, no, nah, I'm good for the SAT now. Yeah, yeah. And then I just took it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's super, I, I mean, like, I think it's pretty competitive, especially because a lot of them, like, try to do sports. Mm-hmm. because like well, they like trying to juggle all these extra yeah exactly and because with my cousins i think like their dad really wants them to get like a like a sports scholarship mm. so like or else like he's not helping like paying a lot of it That's so true. then like they gotta juggle all this stuff mm-hmm. but i feel like i, th- I think we would have been like okay yeah because i was telling them like what kind of classes i'm taking and they're like are you insane and i was like well what do you mean yeah Actually, yeah, no, like, my mom was, like, last year, like, you're taking five APs. <laughs> I said, mom, mom, please. Are you like, taking five this year? No, I'm, I'm only okay. taking three, but I'm only taking five classes, so, like, oh, I guess the nice. ratio is okay. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, another thing, like, valedictorian, like, I didn't realize at first, but it's not really about how many APs you take, mm-hmm. but it's, like, the ratio. Exactly. Like, you have to calculate, like, you know, because, like, if you only take, like, four classes, but they're all... APs. It's exactly. 5.0. Exactly. You know? So. That's like so smart. I should have thought of that before. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, bro, chem last year. I was just like, please. How was that? Like, weighted it counts as an A, but I got yeah. a high B and I was just like crushed because <laughs> oh, no. the first but, time I mean, my like, life. Still, it's okay though because it's a yeah. weighted class. How'd you do on the exam? I passed. Yeah. So that's okay. <laughs> It is so funny though. Our entire class, we're just waiting outside, and I swear we have like one of the most diverse classes on campus because it's all the Asian kids taking it. I yeah, swear, yeah. we had maybe I want to say like four or five white kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the rest were all Asian. And the rest were all Asians. Mm-hmm. Like we had some Indian, we had a lot of um, we had Chinese, and then we had. Some crayon mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, um, but we had like so many POCs. And I was like, yes, yes. sir. Yeah. So, like, happy to be in that class with like those kind of people. Yeah, but it was like it was a hard class, mm-hmm. especially when I, I heard like I don't know like like this was just the rumor. Mm-hmm. But, like I didn't take AP, oh, but like go ahead, I go. kind of heard that like people wouldn't really like help each other out no I like was no one would respond on you group read my mind bro <laughs> i was gonna talk that's where the competitive culture comes in i yeah. think because we all share that experience of like needing to be the smartest person mm-hmm. in the class and that's like one of the smartest and like the most hardest classes on campus mm-hmm. so yeah we made this big group chat it was like me and my friend and we added all these people and we're like mm-hmm. oh we should add like as many people as we can yeah so that like we can, like, we can help each and... other exactly because 
like my friend who was Asian who took class before me, they were like, yeah, you should definitely make a group chat, make study groups. Like those are going to pull through Mm -hmm. because the teacher like doesn't provide a lot of that for Mm you. So we're like sick. But then literally throughout the year, like we would text and like no response. Because no one wanted to help. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's either they don't know or they don't want to help you because they think that if they help you, they're worsening their chances because they're like helping you understand the concept better and then like maybe the test curve will be ruined because like you do better so like they want you to do worse so that they can do better and it's just so toxic yeah and i'm like really scared because like i personally will like am leaning towards pre-med in college yeah and i've heard that's the way it is like people just don't want to help others i'm like i understand that like yeah you don't want to ruin the curve but to like go that far exactly in, like i've heard people like rip out like notes or they like block people out of shared google docs when finals Bruh. come around or they share fake study guides oh my I'm god like, okay well if you want to be independent you can just do that but you don't have to go out of your way to harm to- others chances exactly like bro they're just trying to help people yeah. like they're just trying to get their education get their degree just yeah. like you that's why i feel like i don't really mind like uh helping people with homework mm-hmm. like uh, like people ask me all the time and I think that's just so ingrained in me that like I would want them to help me yeah and I don't think I've ever like had people like not help me until mm-hmm. that chem class mm-hmm. and it was like it's kind of a shock damn <laughs> yeah, yeah no, like even for math like ever since like even middle school like my yeah. friends would like ask me like oh what you get for this and what you get for that and I tell them because like number one they're my friends and mm-hmm. I know if I help them then that help me later like it's a mutual you know like relationship like we help each other Mm -hmm. and then yeah i feel like that's a that's a big value with like asian cultures and like i just i took an anthropology class and it was like with japanese culture like they're not super independent they like like Mm -hmm. work ethic and like uh working together as a team a lot Mm -hmm. like for the sake of like the company mm-hmm. rather than just themselves so like more of like a collectivist culture it, exactly but then with western culture how that stresses like individualism mm-hmm. and like self uh like, like growth and that yeah, kind of thing yeah, yeah. it's like you only focus on your own mm-hmm. and like you don't help others so i feel like that's kind of like bleeding in yeah it's like the brain <laughs> now like everyone exactly. is out for their own but like I, yeah. I i like understand because sometimes you have to be selfish like you can't mm-hmm. always you know like put others ahead but I think harming others mm-hmm. is too far. Yeah. So. It's to the point where it's like, okay, their intentions are good. Mm-hmm. So, like, yours should be too. Yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of, like, I remember my cousin right now lives in Korea. Well, I mean, she is Korean, so. But then she's going through the Korean, like, high school education system, which mm-hmm. is, like, kind of notorious for being super cutthroat (laughs) and like i don't know how it is like there right now exactly but from my like relative stories like Mm. they would i think i told you about this but Mm -hmm. like it still shocks me though how they like post rankings like everybody knows like where you're ranked and like people like judge you based on your rank and teachers treat students differently because of their rank and i'm like okay (laughs) like (laughs) I mean, sometimes I'm like, do I have to be going to an American high school? And then I look at that. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is okay. (laughs) And then I think maybe public school isn't the worst option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's just 
like I can't imagine your self-esteem. Yeah. After like that. you're like you're a number. Yeah. Like that's all you are. Exactly. It's so dehumanizing that like we have ranks here, like we have class rank mm-hmm. here, but it's not like everyone sees it. Yeah, it's so, private. Like, like, exactly. So like people have to ask around yeah, and you yeah. reveal it like if you want to. But yeah. I think like our school's apparently like weird for doing that. Like yeah. a lot of high schools. A lot of high schools don't have gotten rid that. of class ranks. Yeah. Which I can kind of see why kind mm-hmm. of that stress puts on kids because they're like, oh, I'm just, you know, exactly. 100 out of 700. Yeah. Like, that's so bad. And imagine, like, being last place and seeing mm-hmm. that and you're like, mm-hmm. 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 So I can I can see why. I think, I know, I think our high school is ending the class rank system with our grade. Is it? Okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the year after us, they don't have ranks. Got you. Okay. So <laughs> Let's go for them. <laughs> I know. Because yeah. I think seeing, like, seeing that rank myself. I like I went down a few numbers from sophomore to junior because of chem um, and like getting a B in that class. And I just remember being like crushed. Mm-hmm, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, like people tell you like, oh, it's just a B, but it's mm-hmm. really not just it's a B. It's not though. It's, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, l- like having like just a straight A like academic uh, kind of, like record record yeah. your entire like life mm-hmm. and then just seeing that one and you're like ah i could have done better yeah but the thing with chem is that like i studied my ass off mm-hmm. and like still it's just such a it's a really difficult topic mm-hmm. and everything i think yeah i think it's kind of hard to like put so put your best effort in and still only see mm-hmm. just that much yeah and then I think that's what I'm kind of scared for in college, too, is because a lot of people realize how far their limits are. Exactly. Like, you can only go so far. And I'm like, well, sometimes I don't really want to see how far they go. <laughs> sometimes I just want to let it be unknown. Yeah. And then meet that maybe later on. In yeah, life. yeah. We'll find it out later. <laughs> My mom says it's kind of a good thing, though, because, mm-hmm. like, that way I get experience before going into such a competitive school. Mm-hmm. Like. That's true. Because. At least, like, you're not finding out, like, yeah, on the spot. And then you're like, oh, my God, what am like, I you doing? Like, you have, like, a mini identity life? crisis. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, like, I'm an imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. It's like Like, that. you go to Harvard, you have all these, like, valedictorians and, like, pro- nonprofit founders. And, like, yeah. you know, people who have interned at the UN, at the White House. And it's just, like, Olympic people. Yeah. And it's just all of these people. Like, you can't all be number one. Like, exactly. it just doesn't work like that. So, so I'm not even applying there. Yeah, because I think you, I think everyone should factor in like the kind of competitive culture at schools. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, if, like not that I could ever get into an Ivy League school, but like, <laughs> but like even if I did hypothetically, I don't know if I'd be able to like get through with that because not only is it so competitive, I feel like Ivy League kind of has a reputation for being kind of like the rich kids yeah exactly like, so then they buy their way in yeah no well not only they buy their win but when you're working part-time over the summer to pay for your tuition your <sighs> classmates going to like the bahamas or going to Bro. italy or like vacationing and like yeah. the caribbean and you're like but i don't have parents to pay for this you know exactly so i just i don't think i would want to put myself in that kind of situation where i regret like where you constantly compare yourself to others not just because of their academics but you know their kind of social like, standing yeah like socioeconomic standing mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah i feel that so i'd be like you know what maybe public school's okay <laughs> literally like 
like some of my friends like got like a brand new car for mm-hmm. their like mm-hmm. like a brand new BMW or 17th birthday mm-hmm. I was just like cool my okay. um, <laughs> 2003 Kia <laughs> yeah, yeah. sharing a car with the rest of my family <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but I mean, because, like, it is a privilege to, like, get a new car, so, like, I shouldn't, like, complain about it and stuff, because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, it's not, like, a given. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you can't help it. Like Exactly. It's just, like, when you pull up to our high school parking lot and you see all these Jeeps, like, Porsche, Mustangs, yeah. Porsches, you see, like, luxury cars mm-hmm. and et cetera, and it's just, like, damn. Yeah. And, like, they didn't buy that. Their parents did. Exactly. Like, some of them, granted, some of them have jobs, mm-hmm. but, like, like not, no high schooler makes 60K yeah, in a summer. Yeah, it's not possible. So, should we, we can okay end this part, and then we can talk about the struggles of being the smart Asians, because I know we got, we got a lot to say on that. <laughs> okay, so segue into the next part. Yeah. Stay tuned. Okay, so moving on, kind of transitioning to our next topic, and I think a lot of people, especially you know, Asian <laughs> students in, high, yeah. in America can relate, but kind of always being labeled as the smart kid, just yeah. because, you know, like, you do well on tests and you turn in your homework on time, like, people kind of just, you know, automatically see you as Great. smart. But yeah. like, they really, just assume you're a genius. What is the definition of smart? Like, there's no, like, one way to define it. Exactly. Like, there's different levels of intelligence. Like, and it's not just like you know, book smarts. Like, yeah. there's like street smarts. For yeah, there's reason. like emotional intelligence or like. Exactly. You no. Know, I think people stress too much on like, because if you do, if you're just good at school, like, mm-hmm. that's just like something. Mm-hmm. Like, and then people just assume that, like, oh, you're super smart. And then they just like put you on a pedestal. Yeah. And it's really hard to live yeah. with that. And they, they don't, like, always mean to. Like, sometimes yeah. they're well-intentioned and they just want to, yeah, like, they're oh, just, like, so your smart. friend and they, like, like want to, like, bring you up. Exactly. And, and it, like you said earlier, like, it's nice to have, like, someone to support you like that. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, if you don't live up to that standard, it's, like, soul-crushing. Because mm-hmm. then you look at that one grade and then you're, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not smart. Exactly. And, and then, But the sad thing is I feel like not a lot of people realize that being smart is not has nothing to do with grades exactly. or like you know how well you do in school like is it's, it's a combination of so many factors mm-hmm. so but then i guess it's really hard for people to recognize that so they just automatically yeah. use grades as a means of you know exactly like, defining it so and then it, like over time like it defines you like like all of your good grades like, you don't feel that happy for. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to get. Yeah, it's like you take but it then, for granted. Exactly. And then the one bad grade you get, you're like, that, like, defines you. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, my God. I'm, like, like you absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. not going to lie to you, sometimes when, like, I've done bad on a test or something, or just, like, like got a B or something on mm-hmm, a test, mm-hmm. I'll, like, lie to my friends if they ask me oh, really? what I got. And yeah. I'll just be like, like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, I did, like, okay, like, not as good as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, like, what'd you get? And then I'll, like, mm-hmm. say it was, like, a few points above because I'm just, like, mm-hmm. I can't. You just can't handle the, like, disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, the surprise mm-hmm. when, like, for example, like, let's oh, say, like, you bruh. get a C on a test and then you're like, yeah, I got a 70. And then people are like, oh, my really? gosh, no way. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my God. And uh-huh. I'm like, well, 
I can't get A's all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like people have bad days. Like I could have not slept well the day before. I could have not studied the whole week Mm -hmm. because I had other commitments. Like it's just, or especially I think what's worse is before the test when everyone's like collectively stressing out. And then of course you're stressing out because everyone else is stressing out. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you kind of voice oh, your own I know opinion. What you're say. And you know what I'm going with this? And yeah. then people are like, oh my gosh, stop. Like, you can't you say that. You don't even have to worry. Yeah, you don't have to worry. Like, you're going to do fine. And I'm like, okay. First of all, <laughs> it's a whole nother level of like Literally. pressure. Exactly. Because they just think you're naturally smart. So they mm-hmm. don't have to study. But what they don't see is like the five hours at night mm-hmm. where you're just going through notes, doing practices, and like mm-hmm. studying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you're so tired, but you need to do well on this mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I think they, what's yeah. kind of like helped me. Like, I remember I think freshman year, because in middle school, like everything's not gonna like pretty easy. Like yeah. you don't even really have to do anything. Yeah. But I think I remember freshman year, for the first time, there was this one. Um, I won't say her name, but there's this one notorious <laughs> English teacher who taught advanced <laughs> English for freshmen. Oh, I'm so sorry and you had her. I remember. I we did like a diagnostic mm-hmm. and I got a like a low B mm-hmm. and then throughout my like whole elementary middle school like my teachers would always say oh my gosh you're such a good writer like I can't believe you write at this level at this age Yo, and then you late. go in your freshman year in high school and this English teacher basically tells you your writing sucks mm-hmm. and I think I've ever studied for a class as hard as hers Damn. I put she in so many hours huh she told you that no like but it was kind of like implied in her comments okay. like put question marks and be like so what or be like go more in depth and i just oh. never had that kind of like constructive criticism before yeah. you know so it was yeah. kind of like eye-opening mm-hmm. and then i think i'm really grateful for that class though because it taught me how to study efficiently mm-hmm. because i think i found that like you know putting in just like even like one hour of, of intense work like beats like just me stressing the whole night you know yeah so in a way i'm really grateful for you know that's good having her but yeah yeah having that constructive criticism as someone who's like done so well at school all her life Mm -hmm. it's hard Mm -hmm. like suddenly hearing that and Mm -hmm. you're like so i've just been lied to my whole life like i'm actually really not that good this stress that i always had when we did like peer editing oh my god yeah oh And I would see people, like, underline stuff and be like, doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. or, like, it's wordy or Mm -hmm. something. And I would just feel a part Mm -hmm. of my heartbreak, bro. You know, like, when I would write drafts, like, you know, you write a first draft and Mm -hmm. then it's open for peer edit. But, like, what people didn't know is I edited my first draft. Like, that was my edited, like, improved version. Yeah. And people would still nitpick. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow, (laughs) this is not going well. It's so hard. I think it's especially with, like, those humanity subjects. Because at mm-hmm. least in, like, math or science, for the most part, it's one answer. Like, it's yeah. a vocab word. It's, you know, like, a number. Mm-hmm. But with, like, you know, humanities or, like, English and history, it's all open to, to, to interpretation, you know? Exactly. So then people, then <laughs> you can actually put people on a scale of, like, how good their answer is, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. I think with our our newest english teacher mm-hmm. a lot of people like because in the beginning she really was like there should be no wrong answers like mm-hmm. your interpretation mm-hmm. is your own like kind of thing 
So, but then it's kind of crushing because when yeah. people do like say what they interpreted stuff as, and then she kind of goes says like, like, "No, that's not it." And then she's like, "I'm gonna tell you right now, like this isn't what it's about. Yeah, it's yeah. about this." And it's yeah. like, "Oh, okay." So, like, <sighs> I get so I don't I don't think I've ever participated in that class because I'm just so worried of getting shot down. No, I've I, seen it happen. I got shot down once. No, and I, like, it it sucked because mm-hmm. it was about like a race thing too. Mm-hmm. Like I thought this one excerpt was about like uh white people like realizing and like being shameful of like segregation and stuff mm-hmm. because that like this guy had said like this here is like a public park mm-hmm. you know so like i'm allowed to do what i want like oh thing. oh the, that story this, yeah, yeah the sunday I in the park that. yeah i saw so i and then that kind of while i was like taking notes and stuff i was like oh my god like this is what it's about mm-hmm. and then i said it and then that's legit when she's like so you're assuming the other guy is a black person and right when she said that i could feel my face getting hot and i was like no Shit. yeah and it was like it's like a white woman telling me you know I so know. i'm just like damn like, but no some i don't like a lot of people are like i'm not talking in that class yeah because it's she's kind of scary mm-hmm. in that regard like, i don't know Especially with her test, not to hate on this thing English teacher, by the way. By the way, yeah. We're not disclosing names, so, like, you can't help me down. <laughs> exactly. But she's like, oh, you know, we recently read um, a novel. And she's like, I'm going to give you a reading test on it just to make sure that you've read it. God. And then she's like, it should be easy. Like, if you read it, you'll be fine. And then the previous periods took it. And I remember um, one of, like, I think one of the possible valedictorians of our grade um like people were saying he got a 68 yeah and i was like yeah. oh my god i am so screwed because exactly. english is like not my best subject mm-hmm. and i was already like i had read the book over summer yeah so i didn't really remember anything and i thought i was going to be fine and then the day of people were saying yeah like all these other like kids on my level did that yeah and i was honestly contemplating like getting checked out i was like you know what i do this mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out okay but i just hate that like teachers kind of assume they're like oh you know it's fine like you don't have yeah. to study and then no i skimmed hearing about all those people like getting low grades and i think uh, like it kind of sucks because i like realized like i was giving into that like assuming people smart thing because i was just like well if they did bad like i'm gonna do awful mm-hmm. and like that kind of thing and then i think it's also just like comparing people without them knowing you know because when you think those things like they don't know that you're thinking of but like they know and it's just like oh my god like they did bad and then you're just like shoot i study so like i skimmed that book yeah like a hell of a like yeah, yeah. night before i was and like i'm okay. so screwed yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah so i think that kind of that like student culture too is just yeah. Like, I don't want to say ranking people, but honestly, everyone does. They, like, mm-hmm. see them and they're like, oh, well, if they got that grade, then I should do, you know, this well or that yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of sad, mm-hmm. but I think that's just the way it is. And honestly, like, not just school, but in any workplace, or mm-hmm. you just know. Yeah. So. I think it's kind of sucks, too, when, like, if, 
if someone does get like a one bad score mm-hmm. and then people are just like well then they can't be that smart mm-hmm. it's like, then, like you can't let that one score like drop the kid a few points exactly on your like mental scale of how good you yeah. like that's that's not how it works but. exactly i think with english class i've like yo like i've always like been a pretty good writer and okay you're a really Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But like so like sometimes I've had it happen so far all three years and stuff where like teachers have like set me as the standard. Like they'll like show the class my essay. You know what I'm talking about? They'll show the class my essay. Like kind of just I don't know, talk about me a lot. And it's on the one hand, it's like really nice to hear. Yeah, because it's praise. Like, you, like yeah. you know, it's a compliment. Exactly. Like, oh, and it's like, dang, yeah. But, and then on the other hand, it just kind of increases when people say, like, oh, like you're so naturally smart. Like everything comes easy to you. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like, how the heck did you write that? And like that kind of thing. Um, and like, it's nice, but then when time comes for another essay and, like, you're not the example, mm-hmm. it, like, a little tiny part of me is just, like, ah, oh, I should have done better. Because, mm-hmm. like, but obviously teachers don't just make one person the example yeah, all yeah, the time yeah. or else they would be running that class. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think we both, we've both had friends that, mentioned that like naturally smart thing like literally one of my friends just the other day was just like hey like how does it feel to just be naturally smart like those words and she was like like did you ever like when did you realize that you were smart and I was just like I legit can't answer that like how do you know someone's naturally smart (laughs) exactly like like, actually that's kind of actually had this conversation with my mom because yeah. uh, actually I'm going back to like a previous time with the SAT like after my SAT <laughs> hey, yo. and I was talking to my mom and I was like you know mom like you know what is like smart for me like like am I like called smart because I do like good in school or is mm-hmm. it just because like I grew up like ever since like kindergarten people were telling me that I was smart so I just grew up thinking I was like mm-hmm. what's the line drawn here like you know like am I living up to it or am I actually and then she was like you know what I actually don't know but she said like I honestly think it's a combination of the two like she was like I personally thought that like you as a kid you know kind of had an aptitude for the academic but at the same time because we didn't push you to be that way you might have raised yourself up too much yeah to, like push yourself to be that so she was like you know, I don't think, I think you should kind of relieve that pressure mm. and be like, it's not just one thing that, like, can tell you if you're smart or not, because, you know, yeah. there's no one way to tell, you know, mm. so I just thought that was reminding me, and I, like, I like that, I remember That's that really sweet. Aww. And then, I think a lot of people kind of betrayed us, especially, like, Asian students in America, is, you know, especially with parents, I'm really thankful for my parents, like, I kind of understand it, but I know a lot of my friends were Asian their parents mm-hmm. are like super strict yeah and it's, and it's kind of disheartening to see my friends kind of being 
got pushed down by themselves or by their parents, people who should be supporting them. So that's yeah, because yeah, that's a hard hurt. Mm-hmm. Is when like the people that like you love like kind of like are disappointed in you. I know. I think. I've gotten a little bit of that, but for the most part, my parents are understanding. But just, like, sometimes, like, if I don't do as well as they thought I should have on a test, like, like, if I get, like, 100% on something, like, my dad will be like, oh, that's so great. And then he'll, like, just go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then if I, like, do bad on something, he'll be like, well, do you know what you missed? Like, can you, like, do you know why you missed it? And, like, uh, mm-hmm. why did you miss that many or something mm-hmm. like that? And I'll just be like, I don't know, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, Ash is having a bad day. Like, you can't exactly yeah. expect 100% of me all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, sometimes, like, I'm, like, my parents will be like, well, can you, like, make it up? Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, like retake it. Exactly. Like, they I can't actually. <laughs> so you just have to live with it. <laughs> but I think people out there struggling with this kind of thing, like, you should take it as a bit of confidence in yourself because other people are recognizing your aptitude, but just know that, like, don't let it, like, get to you Mm -hmm. to the Mm -hmm. point where, like, that's all you define yourself on. Especially at a young age, like, in high school. Yeah. Like, it's too, even though we're high school, but, like, (laughs) even though I'm at the age, I feel like it's too young for people to... Uh-huh. Be telling you that you're this and that, like, or like ranking you. That's yeah. Just Especially as you're like growing, like you're maturing. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to see where you fit, or like, exactly. You know, some people like back to the smart thing. Like some people might be like absolute trash at like you know history, mm-hmm. but they're like an absolute genius in like calculus. Like, exactly. But then you look at their GPA, and then it's like a three point because what they failed their English class but have an A in math. Like, exactly. Then are they not smart because they have a 3.0? Like, that's not the case, you know? Yeah. So, I think people should just take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I think with the people who, who are, like, do get, like, good grades on everything and mm-hmm. stuff, like, low-key, like, being one of those people, I kind of wish I was only good at one subject. Me too. Because then I would know, like, where to go yeah. in life, like, I'm follow like, something. so jealous of people who just know what their passion is like there's this like one of my friends like she just knows it's like astrophysics like she's been in love with space and like nasa and she's like i'm gonna go and major in this and i'm gonna work for nasa when i grow up yeah and it's like she has like a a drive exactly and like that's what you know people look for but then you know but then people who are like kind of like yeah you're like decently good at everything yeah there's just nothing that like really sparks your interest exactly so then you go into like a, a career just not really knowing if it's mm-hmm. like the thing you should be mm-hmm. doing but like what is expected of you almost mm-hmm. yeah like you have a 4.0 in high school people be like oh you can be a doctor a lawyer an engineer mm-hmm. and then because generally speaking those are where like people with 4.0s go yeah but then like who's to say that's not where we really exactly. should be going yeah exactly and so i think especially with our situation right now like because we we're gonna like pick our majors soon and like go to a college it's so hard 
to pick something that's like gonna affect you for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, you can change majors, yeah. In college, but like, it's not the same as like committing yeah. to one when you apply. Like. Exactly, and like going to certain schools because of that major mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, but we're so far, both of us are like thinking about med. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like, hard. I don't know. I actually, like, was recently, like, researching, mm-hmm. you know, college topics. I mean, like, career topics. Yeah. And then I saw this, actually, this one post of, like, a med student. And one of the comments were, like, why are you, like, graduating with 400 k in debt to get a job where, like, in your 30s, mm-hmm. where you're not even paid that much in the beginning and you have student loans and you work these, like, ungodly hours. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, like, you could be a software engineer and just, like be making six figures in your 20s yeah and then i actually like had a lapse of judgment and i actually looked up like software engineers like you know what maybe that's the easier route yeah but then i actually looked at what they do like in detail yeah and then all this like programming and computer science and like the prerequisites and then but then like you know that feeling when you know like i can't do this Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life there's no way you know i can't like sit in a chair and do this for a while yeah so I think even though, like, you know, med is, you know, really notorious for being really hard, mm-hmm. I feel like it's worth it to give it a try. Like, yeah, who knows? Like, you might end up really loving it. Like Exactly. I think if you, like, a lot of people stress, like, if you're not, like, ready to commit, like, don't do med and that kind of thing. But, like, even if you have just, like, interest in it, mm-hmm. like, a curiosity about it, I feel like you should just try it. Because, like, there's so many specialties. Mm-hmm. Like, you're bound to find, like, one that you like. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely gone yeah. through that rabbit hole. And, like, maybe dental school is better. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, it's less. And, mm-hmm. like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, even for pre-med, like, you could go into PA. Yeah. Like, that's always an option. Like, there's exactly. multiple routes you could go. So, but I think for right now, like, you know, because I, I want to have a job that where I'm, like, actually interacting with people. Mm-hmm. And I, like, know that, like have a purpose like a direct purpose on someone else, office you know? jobs are one of my biggest nightmares mm-hmm. just, just in a cubicle yeah low-key it's why like i gave up watching the office because like mm-hmm. yeah it's funny but i legitimately get like stressed mm-hmm. just watching people just sit and sell paper and i'm like no hate to like yeah. obviously like those jobs and stuff mm-hmm. like if you like doing that if you like sales that's all you but i'm like it just makes mm-hmm. me feel stuck kind of suffocating scary i don't know i'd rather like if i ever had to resort to that i just like sell everything just like backpack yeah (laughs) new country new life yeah because honestly i think we're probably gonna have a lot of lapses in judgment and Mm -hmm. we're all we're gonna be like questioning so much as Mm -hmm. we apply and that's gonna be hard but because like Low-key, I want to do film, too, mm-hmm. like film production, mm-hmm. like, because it was, like, fifth grade when they have you write, like, that essay of, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I mm-hmm. think I just chose director because I was, like, I like movies. I don't mm-hmm. know. But then, like, as I grew up and stuff, I was, like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, like, I kind of like this thing. But the problem with that is that that and med are such different yeah. subjects. But... I don't know, we'll see. Might minor, who knows? <laughs> but, like, I can see that, like, 
you know, directors, you kind of have a vision for what people don't see. I think that's, like, the beauty of being, you know, like, film production, movie yeah. directors. You bring out these aspects of, like, whatever scene or shot that people yeah. wouldn't emphasize. And that's the beauty of making a film, you know? Exactly. Because so. I like the arts, but I also like sciences. Mm-hmm. So I so hard being like <laughs> having like everything was like yeah. oh more choices but like yeah but you could you could switch halfway exactly like, you know what screw med school i'm <laughs> gonna like be an oscar nominee then, yeah there you go like, low-key one of my inspirations is like dr is it ken jong mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. dr ken I think so, because he, he, he's legitimately a doctor, mm-hmm. like, went to med school and everything, but he's also, like, comedian, actor, mm-hmm. etc. Um, actually, like, is he problematic? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I he's have a feeling I know what you're talking about, but, like... <laughs> I wonder, like, I don't... What about... He's in Crazy Rotations. He's, oh. the, he's the dad who's like, oh, yeah, I went to Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, he's yeah, Aquafina's yeah, yeah. dad. Yeah, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's, like... Like, both he and his wife are, like, doctors. Mm-hmm. And then he's also, like, in the film industry and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I'd be like, that'd be so sick. Mm-hmm. Just do that. Because, like, if you're on the, like if you're on an set. Achiever in everything. Literally. If you're on set, you're both director slash, like, whatever role you are, plus med. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone passes out, yo, get the medic. I'm here. <laughs> the director. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. And then also, like, I feel like in this day and age, like, where... Kind of like I know we've been talking about like you know as an Asian, but just mm-hmm. broadly as a woman, mm. like in this current society, like there's just so much more opportunity. Like uh. we can go to med school, like we can go to college. Mm-hmm. Like you're not tied down by like the pressure of having to marry and pop out a few kids and being a housewife. Like exactly. no hate to people who want to do that, but yeah, no shame just, being a housewife, especially if you're just getting bag. Yeah, like I. <laughs> honestly tempted like it's just the fact that the opportunity is there because 50 years ago it wasn't Mm -hmm. and it just seems like such a waste in my opinion for me like I wouldn't want to like you know disregard something that you know my grandma didn't have or like my grandma didn't have like and yeah I think I'm thinking about that too a lot especially with like what's happening in Afghanistan with the Mm -hmm. Taliban like women are getting like killed and like whipped and beaten and stuff Mm -hmm. just for walking out on the street without a male relative escort Mm -hmm. like they can't even walk outside Mm -hmm. and that's just like so frightening to hear Mm -hmm. and it's like i couldn't imagine not being Mm -hmm. able to like walk on the street and then just scary yeah and then you're just like so grateful for what you have but then you're Mm -hmm. like also like People on the other side of the world are living a completely different mm-hmm. life than I am. It like so. seems like a completely different world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it like, was really sad. It's like people at our school don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, I actually mentioned like at the Afghanistan events during class, and some of the dudes in the back, like you know the football people, <laughs> they were like, "What?" Like you know, and they were making all these like derogatory remarks, and I was like. Okay, I you know if you don't want to read the news, that's fine, but there's no need to like spread misinformation. Exactly. If you're like, not even gonna attempt to do your own, yeah, or like judge 
like not without any research done exactly like, you like respectfully the, you can't have an opinion if you're not educated on it yeah the people at our school just completely take things for granted like with how they're living and i think it's just, like especially like those like just kind of white football people no offense to you like whatever it's just a common thing anyway but like they don't they don't see the worth in education Mm -hmm. but like some people can't get education Mm -hmm. like whether it be like the government restricts them or like societal things culture things but like some people like malala Mm -hmm. who like wanted education like had to fight for it and like get like literally shot in the mouth for Mm -hmm. it and it's just like i think that's like what motivates me in school too Mm -hmm. is just knowing i have such an opportunity and like if i don't use it to the best my ability Mm -hmm. it's like it's a waste waste. and it's it's like just just wasting what they could have been doing you know yeah i definitely see that like i hate how kids are like i'm just gonna like dip and like i don't care about this class Mm -hmm. like you know i don't really want to do this like okay but then it's kind of hard to like think about what other kids in your place could be doing exactly given they had the resources exactly. you know and then especially like i think in our next topic we're going to be talking about covid misinformation in our school oh yeah <laughs> that is a whole <laughs> nother world <laughs> but yeah so segue number two mm-hmm. okay so part three but this will be our last um, episode for today, but I was just remembered that I was sitting next to this kid in my class. And then, of course, for privacy's sake, we won't disclose the name or the class name, but um, he was talking about how he wanted to forge a vaccine card because at our school, if you're contact traced, you won't have to quarantine if you have a vaccination. No. So he was saying that he wanted to forge one because he didn't want to be, he didn't want to quarantine because he has obligations and a girlfriend and friends and sports and so i asked him no okay so you're not vaccinated to confirm and he said no like i don't want my kids to come out deformed bro just a side note they're not gonna be (laughs) (laughs) i turned to my friend and i was like let's literally change seats because there are people across the world my relatives across the world um living in countries whose governments physically can't supply the vaccines Mm -hmm. because they're just not able to while this kid in my class literally after school could go to the pharmacy in under five minutes and get a free shot could drive to walgreens moderna johnson johnson his pick like whatever he wants and he could get it for free exactly if you put in the effort but no he wants to believe in these you know, conspiracy theories and misinformation spread by, you know, not to hate, but conservative, you know, news outlets. Yeah, typically conservative news outlets. And just, like, uh, just baffles me. Because people around the world, I think especially because the U.S. is just, like, has so many resources, like, and just has a ton of vaccines and stuff. So it's such, like, a, like, a, it's kind of like a free privilege mm-hmm. like you could the fact that you can choose mm-hmm. whether you get the vaccine or not instead mm-hmm. of just like needing it mm-hmm. and like you don't have a choice because like a bunch of other countries like they're still waiting on mm-hmm. like more vaccine orders and like they're 
like COVID cases are like rising. Mm-hmm. It's just insane that people, especially just like young people our age, are just completely blowing it off. Mm-hmm. They're so ignorant. Exactly. It's like there are some countries where just barely like seventy five plus like years, like yeah. if you're an elderly, a senior. You just got your vaccine, what, a year and a half, almost two mm-hmm. years into this thing. And then you're a 17-year-old in America who could easily get the vaccine. You like just put in, in like, you know, 10 minutes of your day. Literally. And it's just really frustrating to see because, you know, knowing, like, people personally in my family who need the vaccine, but they can't get it because the country doesn't, like, supply it. Mm-hmm. While it's, like, here there's like a surplus of vaccines especially exactly. in like southern states where people are refusing to get vaccinated and they're seeing icu beds overflowing and then oh, it's just and they like question why it's like mm-hmm. you know why mm-hmm. at this point like personally this is not like a frog but like if you choose not to get the vaccine if you catch covid i'm not gonna be sorry <laughs> yeah. But then the thing is, the frustrating thing is, I honestly don't care if it's, you know, if you don't get the vaccine and then you get COVID. But the thing is, you're taking up ICU beds in hospitals. That should be used for people with just, like, other sicknesses. Like, what about the grandpa who has, like, a heart attack or the car accident a mile away? Like, these are people who need help, but you're lying in here because for literally nothing. Yeah, because your ICU bed is full of people who refuse to get vaccinated. Exactly. It's, I don't know. I saw this interview of this one um, chief hospital at, like, one of these really big state, you know, hospitals. And you could see how done she was. She was like, I have a list of patients waiting to be transferred in Mm -hmm. to my ICU ward, but I cannot give them the beds because why? They're full of unvaccinated people taking up all these ventilators. Exactly. And she, you could tell, like, she was just so done. She was like, don't I would even be think good. about coming. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Go off, queen. Like, I would feel the same. Her. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that reminded me. Yeah. The, like, because I think all of my friends are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we're just. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we, like, signed up, like, as soon as it was ready. Exactly. But then, like, I hear from other people, like, about who isn't it's like there's this guy that i there's this person that i do like sports medicine mm-hmm. with, and i like found out from someone else that like he's not vaccinated mm-hmm. and mind you every time like we're at practice and stuff he doesn't wear a mask mm-hmm. like and the vaccinated people do mm-hmm. and i'm like this is a little twisted isn't it because mm-hmm. like i'm kind of seeing your true colors <laughs> no literally and it's it's a little like refreshing seeing like okay maybe i don't hang out with you and like mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. thing because at least you know the kind of people that they are mm-hmm. but it's like common decency it is like even if you're vaccinated i still wear a mask because exactly. you know studies show vaccinated people can still carry delta and they can still get sick because vaccination is exactly. not a cure it's you know a prevention me- method exactly. like not foolproof but it helps and we okay. don't have one against the delta variant yeah yet. yeah or yeah. like i think the lambda variant is the reason yeah i'm not sure yeah. but and then like i wear it because not only can i like catch it and spread it but, like there are people that i meet on a daily basis i know they have 
you know, they're either immunocompromised or they have people that they see that are immunocompromised. Exactly. Or people, like, live with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. Like, you could spread it so easily. And then there's all these kids at school who have no regard for those kinds of situations. And they're just like, I don't care. Like, I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, but the truth is, your decision has an impact on so many. Exactly. Like, and they're just so unaware of that, that it's, like, baffling. Mm -hmm. like we did we in ap government we recently did like to uh we do current events things mm -hmm. and a lot of people did it on the new um like fda approved mm -hmm. pfizer um vaccine mm -hmm. and like it, it was refreshing mm -hmm. to see so many people like they would put questions like oh like what do you think about it do you think more anti-vax or do you think more like unvaccinated people will get vaccinated mm -hmm. and i think that the numbers were like 10 percent or something mm -hmm. um just for people who are hesitant about it but like it was i loved seeing like all of my classmates comments being like yeah like i really hope that they do mm -hmm. because like not only is the vaccine to benefit your own health so that you don't get sick but it's for the people, like, around you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, and it's, it was, like, what extent should the government, like, require this, almost? Because, like, obviously, like, it's about government. But, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people are, like, while the government probably, like, isn't allowed to require it, it mm -hmm. is for the benefit of the people. Mm -hmm. And that is their job. Yeah. To protect like, the masses. It's, like, common sense. Exactly. But, like, what I found was really interesting is my brother is in middle school and I drop him off every morning. And then the funny thing is, even as kids are crossing the street to enter campus, even the parking lots, they put on their masks. Mm -hmm. Like, 95% of the kids, even when they're walking, because it's an outdoor school, right? Yeah. And they're walking around. campus. They have their masks on. Mm -hmm. And you look just across the street to the high school. Also, shout out to the urban development developer <laughs> of our neighborhood who decided to put an elementary, middle, and high school all within all like the a three same mile radius. Street. Just want to say special shout out to you. Like, mm -hmm. I think Amazing. your plan was ingenious. Yeah. And lots of parents the release times too all lining up. We loved yeah. it. We really do. We're thrilled, really. But anyways, <laughs> across the street, our high school, there's kids who like just put on their masks underneath their noses when they enter the classroom yeah. otherwise they like rip it off like it's like oh some kind of as soon as they get out of the classroom it's off and i'm like bro like what's the point then if you're all gonna like <laughs> congregate by the door and take it off like why are we even doing this literally like, we have a we have a new homeroom class called advisory too and some like kid you not some people don't wear it mm -hmm. they put it down yeah. they're not even doing anything they're it's not like not sipping water strap. it's a no. mask bruh it has a function. Mm -hmm. It's not like decoration. And those are the people who are like, they're muzzles. Sir, it has an actual function. Yeah. It's not for show. What is it limiting? Like if little kids, like elementary school, middle school kids can understand this concept, why we wear masks, then you, sir, you? of 50 years of age, can understand the <laughs> It's like, so sad. Just to see, like, all the people just, like, not caring mm -hmm. about that kind of thing. It's just, I I honestly just tell myself that they were not raised properly. Yeah. Like, your parents did not raise you with the right morals, the right ethics, because, you know, it's just, I just have you no answer. You should be more considerate. Yeah, I just, I, 
I think <laughs> at this point you're beyond hope. Like <laughs> I know a lot of people like say like it's a bit harsh that like oh just because they wear they don't they wear their masks they're not a bad person. But if you really think about it, like low key the morals involved with it mm-hmm. of just like being considerate of others, being mm-hmm. considerate of others' health. <laughs> it, it's kind of a bad trait. Yeah. It's, it's a red flag, it's honestly. Red I feel flag. like later on, I'm just going to be asking people, like, so did you wear a mask during yeah. COVID? Or, like, <laughs> not to get political, but, like, um, who would you have voted for in the 2020 election? Like, just, just to, like, <laughs> just as a question. Dirt, you you got the vaccine, yeah, like, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, they're like, no. And I'm like, oh. Check, please. Yeah. Actually, um, emergency. My mom actually calls. So no, like, I'm going to I'm gonna text you if I'm on a date like that and be like, please yeah. say that you're I in the hospital. I want to do this. Like, actually, I want to have, like, an emoji code. Yo. So, like, if you're in, like, a bad situation yeah. and you, like, send an emoji, like, let's say, like, a black heart, and then you call me and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, you have to come. Like, we're in the ER right now and someone's yeah. been, like, hurt and i'm like i'm so sorry but i have to take care of this and you just ghost them exactly it's it's beautiful it's a really good plan (laughs) oh my gosh if we go to school near each other Mm -hmm. and we like just do that because all the people we're gonna meet in college there's gonna be some bad ones Mm -hmm. i know there's gonna be some bad ones okay you know but like on a lighter note um you know those tiktoks where it's like oh pov like you're on like a car date with uh from a uci boy yeah i'm just like and then the comments are saying how accurate they are i'm like it's do people very... put up with this like <laughs> like how am i supposed to do this in yeah. college it's so awkward <laughs> Like, on another note, maybe I won't date in college. Like, yeah. um, on another note, maybe I'll apply to a different UC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just transfer and be like, I can't do this. Literally. Like, <laughs> the culture? No. Exactly. Oh my god. That's scummy. <laughs> Weird. It's kind of, it's scary. It's scary. scary. I have hopes, though, that, like, at least most-ish people in Southern California should be vaccinated mm-hmm. slash have that ideal that that's, like, a good thing. I think most of California is yeah. vaccinated. We're just in a particularly red area. Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> Very unfortunate. I hope you don't notice the correlation that we live in a predominantly <laughs> white area and we live in a red area. But take it as you will. I'm not saying correlation is causation. We're not but saying. But listening to this, I just want you to notice the pattern. Exactly. I would like for you to know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. But <laughs> you can figure out the implication for yourself. Exactly. Oh, gosh. And that, you know, that's why we're friends. We recognize struggle. Yeah. yeah. Shared trauma. <laughs> of course, like, People have gone through much more bigger, like, struggles than exactly. us, but, like, I think, you know, everyone has their own experience, and it's good to acknowledge that, yeah. you know, we all come from different backgrounds. Exactly, the cultural difference. It's it's mm-hmm. good to know. I think what's really funny, or I also, but also comforting, is that, like, kind of, like, all, like, Pretty much all my friends are POCs. Yeah. Like the people I immediately hang out with. And it's funny, we just said this in English 
but we so like it's just a bunch of us Asians, but we're all to one wall and like in the back corner too. <laughs> Literally. And we're all like they put us in the corner, mm-hmm. even though we chose our seats. <laughs> we just joke about it. I feel so bad. So like kind of like more on like high school, but maybe it's because like we grew up with like, you know, it's mainly white high school. Like mm-hmm. you know, when you have like and it's a dude and then white you like i don't know if this is like i feel like this is a collective experience for i think so but like you like ask yourself like not the first question is like oh like does he like me it's like does he like like girls yeah like or does he like you know black girls black girls like yeah and it's really sad to like of course you know the eurocentric beauty standard is beauty standard because mm-hmm. of multiple reasons because we won't go into peerlism this episode <laughs> but but like you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of disheartening cause yeah like because you can't help but think about that yeah, you're like oh my gosh what if he like you know doesn't like this and then if you think about like you know future relationships you're like well i honestly would rather go for chinese takeout than like pizza mm-hmm. or like you know i like like drinking tea yeah and then like you know i like garlic and like it's just like all these different culture clashes that you're mm-hmm. like you know can people put up with that or should i just date within my own race which i think is the reason why a lot of people do is because it's yeah. just more comfortable yeah because then you have like shared experience mm-hmm. and you also have like shared like family experience mm-hmm. as well i honestly yeah i think connecting with that it's it, it does suck but like one of my like things is that like I try not to like white guys, which is like sorry, it's not a reason, but like, but it's because like me being Asian, like half white, half Asian. I'm like, if I marry a white dude and we have kids, like my kids are gonna be whitewashed as hell, mm-hmm. and like I like want them to have that Asian culture experience that I had. So then that, like, makes me lean towards just people of, like, my own, like, like POCs and that kind of thing. Because I'm at least then, like, I can, like, I'll be able to, like, they can relate to me. Mm -hmm. And, like, to emphasize, like, the culture and everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, low-key, like, my ex had a, I don't know if he had a problem with it, but he just thought it was weird and because we're talking about like stuff that we don't like he's like yeah i don't really like blondes or like this kind of thing uh-huh. which is funny because my hair is now blonde <laughs> wasn't correlated to that yeah. but but um and then he's like oh yeah like what about you like do you have a type or anything and i was like honestly like don't like i don't like like usually go for like lighter skin like white people and that kind of thing just because like when i think about it i want my kids like to have a like cultural experience and to have like a cultural pride and stuff and then he was just like oh and i was like you know like that's great okay i know he was just like oh okay but i think it's because like a bunch of his friends are like white and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. so he doesn't get it mm-hmm. but it's it's like, like I, yeah i definitely see that like it's just it's just comfortable Mm-hmm. Like people are like, oh my gosh, you know, like just Asians just stay Asians, and it's, yeah. it's not like a weird thing. It's just because it's just kind of this like cultural gravitational pull, exactly. Because you just can relate better, and like that's kind of the main themes of a relationship is 
we can connect with one yeah. another and you know like have similarities of course differences too but like mm-hmm. and of course like if you do end up with like you know an ethnicity difference mm-hmm. then of course there are some couples that make it work right they exactly like interracial couples like they're a thing yeah but like i don't know i feel like people kind of just see that as an anomaly because they're like oh my gosh, they do but do you know how many like my stepmom is african-american mm-hmm. and my my dad's white mm-hmm. and do like me being half asian the stares we get in public is so funny and we we love always to point it out like my my stepmom would just be like do you see how many people are looking at us like so confused like hold on wait one (laughs) plus one does not equal two (laughs) because like i'm like tan Mm -hmm. but i'm not like 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 a light skin Mm -hmm. you know so That's kind of funny. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. So, like, I think also in some ways it's, like, the beauty of, you know, like, living in a country where you have all these different um, ethnicities, and, ethnicities and cultures and mm-hmm. because you can have that mix. But sometimes it's nice to, like, lean back on which, where you are from. Yeah. Because that's just... Cult- cultural just, preservation. Yeah, it's like yeah. home, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I know. I think I t- I talked about it with my cousins too once, and I think like they were like, no, like you should like marry someone that you love, and obviously like love's part of it. Like mm-hmm. I read too many romance books to not care about like love and that kind of thing. Can we get married after the standard step by like? <laughs> exactly. No, we have to be enemies to lovers, mm-hmm. and then we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the thing is, is that all my like POC cousins they're all like full asian Mm -hmm. and so like they don't really understand that like my fear of like being whitewashed like comes from like growing up in like a predominantly white community Mm -hmm. and like fearing that i'm not asian enough Mm -hmm. so i don't want that like for my kids if i have any Mm -hmm. so yeah i understand that yeah that's rough out here (laughs) i can see that like especially if like you kind of see yourself raising a family Mm -hmm. because like I'm like completely different from you. Like I can't see myself. <laughs> no, I like, I don't know if I can see myself no, really like, from the other. I just I honestly would be happy if I'm single and I have my dogs. Yeah. Like it's, shout out to Apollo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> honestly, I think that's the life because honestly, like having friends is important and everything. But I think what I'm really scared of is like, especially in relationships, is that. You know how, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, you know, like, we're kind of made for each other. Like, we, you know, like, are, like, complete parts of each other. Mm-hmm. And I recently saw this one girl talking um, about how she didn't want that. And I honestly think it's a really good thing. I forgot her account, but she was saying, I don't want to, like, complete you. I want to complement yeah. you. Like, I want, and I don't want to be your source of happiness. I want to make you more happy. Exactly. Like, I want we should be our individual selves and we help each other like it's not exactly. like we're a combination like we're not we're not because then that's thing. like way too dependent on yeah. each other like I, I want my my time and you can have your time and when we struggle exactly. we come together and we you know support each other yeah like i don't want to like we're not two pieces of a puzzle like it's, yeah it's not, you're like an accessory that yeah. just like you're like the statement piece of my outfit like you like build me up and that mm-hmm. kind of thing like but like i'm good on my own too yeah. Absolutely. 
a lot of people kind of misjudge it. They're like, you know, like you have to like, like you know, when you see couples, they're hanging out every day. But when if your every day boyfriend's the only person you talk to, I don't trust you. Yeah, like I don't want my friends. I don't want my oh my god, I I couldn't imagine. Sometimes, like sorry, like you know, disclaimer, but like if I ever had a boyfriend. Um, you can contact me three business days. Literally. Like you no, and like I'm sorry, but like it's just, like I got a schedule. Yeah. Like I can pencil you in. Yeah. But know that it's not gonna be twenty four seven. Yeah. Like um I have things to do. Like, my own stuff. <laughs> I'm busy enough as it yeah, is. Like, I think you have your own stuff too, like Exactly. Yeah. And like you're texting, I'm so bad at texting. <laughs> like I see notifications and I'm like oh yeah i have to respond to that and like two days later i'm like oh wait I no and i feel like too. it's gonna be me later on and they're gonna be like afraid that i'm like ghosting them like no mm-hmm. i'm just really bad at no i'm just kidding <laughs> honestly i think it's really important to like recognize that you are your own individual self before yes. you meet anybody which i think is the reason why a lot of like middle relationships fail don't last exactly you like tie yourself to someone else and then you suddenly can't see yourself without that person which is a red which yeah (laughs) okay girl i think the the, like this saying like you can't love someone else until you love yourself is completely true it's so true like i know in my past relationship i like the being in a relationship itself made me so anxious Mm -hmm. and like my mental health got really bad like i was like happy like being with him and stuff and like doing things but then i was just like feel like i wasn't a good enough girlfriend Mm -hmm. i'm like okay what can i do but then i also have to like struggle with school Mm -hmm. and like make sure i hang out with my friends Mm -hmm. because like i would start hanging out with him at lunch instead so i wouldn't see my friends as much Mm -hmm. and it just like all got to me and it was to the point where i had to break it off because i was just like i am not happy Mm -hmm. it's not your fault Mm -hmm. but if i can't make myself happy i can't focus on another person and make them happy you have to be confident in yourself exactly know your worth exactly i'm gonna give you this much and i expect this much in return like there is no like you know and i feel like in a lot of relationships you kind of see one person doing all the work and the Mm -hmm. other person barely puts anything and it's Mm -hmm. not fair to either of you exactly to be honest so I think it's better to, like, know who you are at first and then know yeah. your preferences and know how you work. Yeah. And, and sort out else. your shit. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like, yeah. If you, like, if you go into a relationship, you need to know that, like, you're committed to this and then mm-hmm. just, like, kind of make it an extra kill curricular, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And I get, like, some people want to, like, you know, have open relationships and they just, like, mm-hmm. flirt and then that's totally fine. But, like, yeah. if we're talking about committed relationships yeah then i definitely think it's not something you should take for lightly lightly it's yeah. definitely it's hard work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. i think i saw this one girl saying like you shouldn't be in a committed relationship like your first two years of college like yeah because that's when you're figuring out who you are mm-hmm. and that's when you should be focusing on your classes and getting that bag Bruh. you know so like you can have flings you can have like dates oh. But For like sure. having a fully committed relationship is not recommended. No, it's because it's just too much. Exactly. So. I'm not gonna do that. Like Michelle Obama said, no boy is cute enough to curb your education for. No. Like. No. That's cool. Honestly, my I honestly think like if a dude doesn't support you in your career dreams, 
is just scared that you're gonna make more money than him exactly you know, and if he's a pussy like that yeah. and want it's like oh you're the wife you shouldn't make more money don't leave no. leave no. he's not gonna but if for he's you like i can do the housework then oh we can get married. bag bag <laughs> cuff <laughs> when's the wedding <laughs> literally like he should be encouraging you to make more money mm-hmm. because in the end if you are gonna like be together it's just a shared like mm-hmm. like y'all are both getting that money yeah like you're it's like a, you're doing things together like it's not yeah i hate people, how dudes are like you know like i don't want to like make less money than my wife like, <sighs> it's so unmanly it's like okay tell like, me you have a small penis yeah. without telling me you like, have a small up, it's the 21st century like if you want to be in the 50s then you know make a time machine yeah, go go ahead no one will miss you literally like, just talk. go to the south yeah. like honestly I want that doctor title. Like, oh, correct people. Uh-huh. It's like actually, it's doctor. Like oh, Mister and Mrs. Min. It's like actually, Mister and it's doctor and Mister Min. Yeah, doctor. so mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I think like, you know, obviously this is way in the future, but if we're ever to get married, I would want to keep my last name. Me too. I'd, I'm not changing it unless okay, unless my husband's last name is really nice and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. If it's if really it, like, pretty, if it like flows good too, yeah. and it's mm. like okay, maybe cool. I'll just change it to like my middle name or something. Exactly. Like, for the most part, I feel like I'm keeping it. Like, yeah, I think the only time it's like yeah, if they have like a cool last name, because then like I want to take on my mom's maiden name too. Mm-hmm. So then I, I'll probably like hyphenate it. Yeah. And so, like, if I don't have right. that, exactly, then I'll just, like, make that my middle middle name and then, like... Also, like, with a doctor thing, like, my husband didn't earn the degree. Exactly. Like, I, did. I did. So, it will be doctor. Exactly. You know? For those purposes, yeah. absolutely, it's yeah. going to be my own name. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went to med school, so... Yeah, like, I did it, not him. Exactly. Like, I feel like if you, if the person that you end up, uh, like, marrying is, like, also a doctor, mm-hmm. you, like, don't want to get it mixed up. Yeah, it's true, it's true. So, cause then it's like, Imagine no, we like both a went. Doctor, doctor couple, bro. So like, power. A lot of people do that because, like, I can see why though? Cause like, yeah, you're in a workplace. The hours, together, like, exactly, and like you can understand that you're both super busy mm-hmm. and like have weird hours. Yeah, and I feel like people just don't understand, like, a doctor's experience. Yeah, know? like it's just not. So I feel like that's a good couple. Exactly, like the you, things you, you see, know, you know what it, what it is. Shared trauma. Yeah. 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 What a good trope. Okay. So I think that's going to be it for today. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks um, for joining us. Thank you. And we will be back soon with another topic. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for today. Bye. Bye.